As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of The Athletic Podcast Network. With me this afternoon, a Sunday afternoon pod, Michele Ibera. Michele, what's up? Well, um, it's very late here, uh, so um, take whatever I say with a grain of salt because it's late. Uh, I had an amazing dinner, and um, there's that. So Great. I, I just warned you, um, whatever, get get ready for anything. I, I planned this. I set all this up so that we could <laughs> just have just chaos pod. Uh, so I thought... It'd be a good time to check in. We did this a little bit on Friday, but I always appreciate McKelly's analysis on younger players. And so I just could not shake the feeling that we needed to talk about this. And not only the Thunder team, but talk about some of these other teams that are perhaps ranked uh, above the Thunder mm-hmm. in the in the rankings that Sam Vecini put out. So again, if you haven't read it, you can go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk and get the athletic for $3.99 a month. And also, if if you sign up through that promo code, it's, it tells the Athletic, hey, Down to Dunk is doing stuff for you, and it's all good. So if you could do that, that'd be wonderful. So the, the article is called Top 10 NBA Teams Based on Young Star Potential from Jazz and Suns to dot, dot, dot. So the Thunder are ranked ninth on this list ahead of the Utah Jazz, who are ranked 10th. And I thought this might give way to talk a little bit about Poku. Did you see any of his game from today? No, but I watched it. Uh, I, I wasn't able to to get anything. I turned on uh, as soon as Taylor uh, texted us, uh, and and I, I the first possession was the one where he was waving his his hands on the bench, and he basically <laughs> caused a turnover. <laughs> <laughs> just because I don't know what he was doing there. I don't like, know. Was he exciting I, for his teammates? Well, he's I, waving I his know. arms. I don't know. It, it it looked like he does when he's calling for the ball, right? Yeah. And yeah, no, clearly. He, and he had a mask on because <laughs> he's on the bench and you have to wear a mask on the bench. Uh, that was that was really something. It was uh <laughs> one of my favorite moments of uh of this tiny G League bubble season. Uh, just an unbelievable moment. But the rest of his game was pretty impressive. He looked 
the most comfortable I have seen him since probably the preseason. Yeah. And which is good. I think that he's I hope I hope that he is settling in, uh, especially in the G League in that role because he had he had a really nice game. He put up good counting stats uh, for probably the first time in the G League bubbles. 19 points, 10 boards, four assists, a steal and a block. Mm-hmm. Still no free throws. Yeah, which is become, it's becoming something. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't make me uh, worried about him. Someone asked me if I was worried. I'm not worried. It's just kind of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened with Domas where he went a ton of games without shooting a free throw. Yeah. Uh, it it doesn't was be- like 7, 10. Not yeah. like... <laughs> Not all of <laughs> not, them. Not three months of yeah, no free it, throws. It is wild. It doesn't. I. I don't think it means something one way or the other, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some times in that game today where you, they could have potentially called something, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, perhaps they know. Perhaps they know about the streak. Yeah. And they yeah. basically they to... need somebody to level Poku to make it count. They're not just going to hand it to him at this point. Exactly. You can't just hand it to him. No. Uh, so anyways, it was good to see him break out a little bit because it felt a little awkward him being there and just kind of performing like he did in the NBA and it's like oh boy, man. Like this, this got we got to do better than this. Yeah. It's got to be better than this. Yeah, I mean, I I watched um I tried to watch in synergy uh all the possession of Kuszewski and tomorrow we'll probably uh, go back and watch uh, today's game. Yeah. Um, I, I was able to to get one of the highlights, uh, the behind the back dribble and then layup um, that it did. It was very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too worried about Kuszewski. Uh We knew that it was uh, a reach. Yeah. Uh, or probably uh, try to swing for defenses, yeah. um, and and he's super young, so there is still a lot of time for him to 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 become the player that I think OKC had in mind. Um, I I don't know if if we should be worried. Maybe we should just put all our expectation on pause for a yeah. moment. Not just yeah. saying, well, it's worse than I expected because in reality, I remember us discussing um, Pokushevsky uh, in our Thunder After Dark uh, mm-hmm. segments and we said, well, it's really hard to project from the second league in Greece to the NBA. It's mm-hmm. so much difference that you almost don't have references. Uh, like right. the, the game is completely different and we got all excited about the first two game of preseason and we shouldn't have um, we should just be mindful about the fact that Theo, uh, that Theo Maledon was a player that was able to play in the EuroLeague yeah. and, and Pokushevsky was playing at such a low level that that all the things that he was doing were just things that yeah he, he like potential things not sure things. And now we're seeing a player that when he's hot is has skills that you if they, they, they become consistent, you can say, oh boy, this is some he is something special. If they remain like just highlights, then you tried. And it was the good thing to do because again, um, I make probably with John the comparison, you could have had Sadiq Bay. Uh, who is a very good player and probably have a long career in the league. 
but you probably want to try to get something more. Shout out on the chat. Um, the Fluky, the first one to, to tweet pre-stream hype. Well, yeah, um, it will be something, this podcast, clearly. Um, hi from Greece. I, I don't know how to pronounce that that, that name. Uh, Nick Dwyer from DC. Uh, Hoopstock69, drunk Mickey. No, I'm not drunk. I'm just so tired. It's... <laughs> <laughs> here and and it's late so i was the one who who cut out or you because i was keeping uh brody bergen hello from tulsa poku is the goat probably so look tolshoi from copenhagen wow it's late for you as well uh jay checking in early awake uh 6 a.m there well this is my alarm for tomorrow because i need to watch the game um pedro menes uh, Menezes from Brazil, Shane Gardner, uh, I think long-time listener from Kiaora. Kiaora is something, no, it's Kiaora is something else. Uh, don't confuse me, it's late. From New Zealand, uh, Ryan Woods from DC, um, Alex Spears from Portland. Um, let's see. Uh, let me see other, other guys here in the chat. Uh, Daniel Tomasi from UK. Jesse Smith, Miroslav Juric from Germany, Kevin Chan from San Jose, uh, Sydney Huck from Stuttgart, Germany. And uh, that's about it. Blue Man from Hawaii. Nate from Hawaii. Wow. Hawaii? Yeah. Man, I wish I was in Hawaii right now. That sounds delightful. Thanks for taking that over, Michele. Let's go to Sam Vecini's article uh, yep. at The Athletic. I want to go through these rankings and let's do our own ranking. It's 12 players mm -hmm. and they're all 25 or younger. Mm -hmm. it starts with, I mean, the easiest two, and I don't, I mean, tell me if you question these two and it's Shay and Dort one and two, you don't, would you change that? Uh, no, no, because I, I do think that Shay is um, a stud. He's probably, going to either be one of the last uh, that doesn't make it for for the all-star game or probably because of some veteran missing time uh he may he might even go to the to the all-star game this season he has been yeah. that good uh it's the possible. last two games yeah yeah the last two games were not great but mm -hmm. um but he is he's awesome and, and dort even if the shooting is not great uh again if at the beginning of the season um, it said to you that after 20-something games, Dort would have shooting 32%. Very happy with that. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Very, very he, happy. Yeah. Of course, he's, he's down from 40-something percent, but that wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, at the time it was just like, do I know anything about anything uh, yeah. when, he, when he's shooting 42 percent, it was great like don't get me wrong it was wonderful yeah. uh, but i mean it gives me this what he's done so far gives me more hope of him being like a 36 to 38 percent three-point shooter mm -hmm. so it's yeah yeah i agree with that and and sometimes he's, he tries to do something more like he had an off the dribble jumper 
like completely unnecessary, but he did that. So he's really yeah. trying to 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 leverage shooting, and and he knows that he can attack. Now, also on that end, he's improving. Uh, he's causing a lot of turnovers, but I, I I think he's trying to do stuff, and it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the year to try out anything you have in the bag. Yeah, no doubt. Am I freezing for you still? Um, not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. I'm going to relocate. My family went outside, which was my main concern. I'm going to relocate. We can just do it live on the pod. I'm furious right now at how this is going. Don't I, don't, I don't know what's going on. You guys just join us on this little, this little uh, relocation. Okay, and while Andrew is relocating, I will take over and and just say uh, something about Lu- about Shay that I think is relevant. Now Andrew is completely gone, um, but I think this is really really interesting. Um, last week I prepared a few stats, uh, but I wasn't able to to get to those uh, because we had a lot of stuff to talk about. And but I think it's really interesting because. At some moment, um, we discussed the fact that Shea's numbers are not great on defense, and I tried to understand why. And what I understood is when Shea is in the court, opponents are shooting 33 and change percent from three, which doesn't sound great, and it's not. Um, they are shooting very well from the mid-range uh, and very well um from the rim, 61% from the rim, uh, at the rim, 33%, um, sorry, 43% on mid-range and 33.2% on three-pointers. Uh, the volume of the three-pointers is the same, whether he's on or off. But when he's off the court, somehow um, the, the efficiency drops in terms of percentage like opponents are shooting 30 percent when he's off the court now this got me thinking because i said well is he him like can a player uh deflate or inflate the percentage of the opponent's um three-point shooting i don't think that this is completely a fluke um in the sense that Having a first line of defense a little bit worse and the ability of close out a hard a little bit a little bit worse uh, clearly can impact uh, the the three point shooting uh, percentage, but not to this degree I think. So yeah, in 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 some sense Shea's defense uh, doesn't help a lot, uh, but also OKC has been very lucky when he's off the court. Um, and also, when he's off the court, it means that the best player on the opponent team are are off as well. And so you can explain a little bit of that uh, by just saying, "Well, he's off. Uh, the other team has is having like a probably worse player on, and, and, and this is how you, you you get to that number." Um, a few things on Dort. Uh, hey, new room. Okay, uh, I just digress a bit on the fact that Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, when he's off the court, uh, the opponent teams shot 30, is shooting 30% from three, whereas when he's on the court, the percentage goes up to 34, 33.2%. Uh, um, this is from Clean the Glass uh, a few days ago. 
Um, I think that, again, uh, to summarize what I said, he might be a little bit responsible in terms of closeouts and stuff like that. But I think there is also some randomness and the fact that starters are out and so the opponent are shooting a little bit worse. All that to say, Shea and Dort, number one and number two. And I think that really it's tier one, Shea. Tier two, Lou Dort. Mm-hmm. And then there's pr- whatever tier three is. Who's your What's tier, tier two for you? Like like high level starter, like okay, like mid level to high level starter. Okay. Um. So you think that is likely that Dort will be a good starter on winning teams? I do. Yeah, yeah. I think he impacts winning at a high level. Actually, I think if he was on the Lakers or the Nets or the Heat or any any team, and the Heat aren't good, obviously, but I'm just teams that are good i think he's either starts or he's playing significant minutes for them do you think he plays over contavious caldwell pope for the lakers um i don't know there's just so many layers to that one yeah uh, no take out the rich pole uh or agency thing the clutch stuff it's, yeah, it's, clutch, that's sorry. a difficult thing to take out it's a difficult thing to take no, the clutch in, stuff in, out of it. in terms of production I think he's probably better than KCP overall. KCP was really good in the bubble, mm-hmm. but I I don't I would I would think that they would want to play Dort. I think that they would want to play Dort over him. There's also just he would probably. I mean, he would certainly take the Alex Caruso minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. but it's possible that he takes the KCP minutes too. Because and the KCP hasn't been very good lately either, so I think that that also helps. He's got, I think he's got a little more juice off the dribble than KCP does. Yeah, I wonder about the shooting. I mean, if you if you tell me that Dort will keep shooting 36 percent for the rest of the season, it's it's just there's no yeah. question. I the mean, point is, it, but he's playing with LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with LeBron, it, I mean that's noticeably different than who he's yeah. playing with now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I think that tier three is I don't effing know what what they will become. Yeah. <laughs> that is tier three. Uh, maybe maybe there is a player uh, that we can discuss earlier um, that, that is Teo Maledon, where that I don't know where to put, uh, but I yeah. kind of know where where he lands in terms of projection because sure. I think that. If everything goes bad, Tailmaidon is a player that can play as a bench uh, point guard for basically any team. Um, yeah, definitely. I kind of was thinking about him and thought, wow, I mean, if they're able to get a team together that's good in the next four-ish years and he's still here, mm-hmm. he's just a dude coming off the bench that's going to soak up minutes play good ball. I mean, he's he's like if the Thunder got like a good version of Derek Fisher back in the day where you just slide him in mm-hmm. and he's just going to make good decisions. He's going to play decent defense and he's going to shoot threes. He's going to make them. I, I believe he's going to be a good three-point shooter in his career. I know he hasn't been wonderful this year, but I think he's going to be a really good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter um, as yeah. his career goes on. And. Yeah, the shooting looks looks very good. Um, and, and I think that maybe the best comp for him 
and, we, and probably we already said that it's it's George Hill. He can have a George yeah. Hill type career. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised about that. That would be amazing. George Hill's super good. He yeah. was a he was a starter on that Pacers team that was very good. And had they not run into the Heat, they probably go to the finals. I mean, they yeah. were the, they were that high level of a team. So yeah, I mean that's great. And I th- and I think you look at that with Teo and say he might be too low on Sam's list. He's number six, yeah, on Sam's list because I I would say that Sam is leaning more, and he said this, he's leaning more star potential than he is uh, potential overall of like longevity in the league. Like yeah. if this list were, give me the list of the guys that are going to play 12 years in the NBA. I might put him three on yeah. this list. Yeah. Because yeah. I have more, and Hami's been great, but I have more hope in Teo playing 12 years than I do because Hami, once his once Hami's athleticism goes, it's over. Yeah, you know, and you don't know when that's going to go. Uh, Baisley is still hot and cold. Pokushevsky had a great game today. He's got a long, long way to go to even last the the four years that he's guaranteed. But with Teo, you look at him, and you're like, oh, okay, he belongs. Yeah, you just watch him on the court and think, okay, yeah, he's he's an NBA player. Done. Like stamp it. He's there. Now, I think Poku has a super high ceiling, obviously. I think yeah. Baisley has a super high ceiling. Uh, will they hit yeah. it? Unlikely that they hit it. Could they hit it? Sure. So I get putting them above Teo in that regard. But if it's just about longevity, I put him toward the top of the list. Can, can you guess from the top of your head what's the percentage of uh, Teo, the volume and percentage for Teo over the last 20 games? Um, four attempts per game at 36%. Four attempts is perfect. Uh, yeah. the, percentage, the percentage is 39.2. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. And the shooting is 78%. Um, I think over the last 10 games, it's like 43% and 90 stuff from that 90 and change from the, from the line. Um, uh, from the chat, Jay says maybe Teo is a Thomas Sedoransky type. Uh, yes, in a sense, but I see him having way more juice than Thomas Sedoransky at the rim. He has a floater and he has a knack of like putting the the guy behind him and and trying to finish. Now he's not strong enough uh, to 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 be effective at the rim, but this is something where even if he doesn't have athleticism, I can bank on the fact that he will improve. Uh, from a physical standpoint, because it's not slim, it's not like a, a lanky. Is a, he's just young, very very young. Uh, yeah. he, he can fill up, I think, and and, and since he has like, uh, it's not a guy that has a ton of lift. So even if you put like um, X amount of muscles uh, on that body, I don't think that you really change the type of player that he is, and so. If you have a six-five guy that sh- that has like a 38, 39% percentage from three, uh, plus the ability to hit the floater and to pass the ball like Teo has, I, I really think that he has an untapped potential as um, as a point guard, a pure point guard. Uh, then, yeah, I really see him being... Um, I really like him. Uh, again, uh, when I saw him, I think that he was first-round material. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam says that he's had second-round grade on him. 
mainly because of athleticism, I think, and yeah. the fact that he was kind of miscast uh, in the EuroLeague, and the fact that he played in the EuroLeague. <laughs> and, and again, it's a hard league. No one does what Luca did uh, in the EuroLeague. And, and maybe if you, if you use Luca as a frame of reference, of course, he's not Luca. Uh, nowhere near that kind of potential. But, I mean, I, I really like him. And the more I see him play, uh, the more I agree with Hollinger and 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 stuff and guys like him who says, "Well, I don't see a rookie in that player." Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Uh, I like how he plays off ball, too. Because mm-hmm. some of these some of these guards struggle playing off the ball. I feel like it unlocked him a little bit. Uh, I think having George Hill out has been helpful uh, to him because he gets to play that role. And I think George Hill is a nice comp because of that, because George Hill has played mm-hmm. on and off the ball his entire career. So I think that's super helpful. Uh, and athletic, certainly athleticism is holding him back because he, he, doesn't, he doesn't flash a whole lot of mm-hmm. anything but competence. You know, like if he's flashing yeah. anything, it's competent NBA player, which is good. Like the Thunder have needed those guys. They had lacked some of those guys. If you just injected Teo Maladon into like the 2018 Thunder, he'd play a ton, right? Yeah. Or, uh, who knows? Who knows how a young player <laughs> reacts to that sure. environment? I mean, I mean it's, it's y- tough. Yeah. This year is special in terms of the, the fact that the team has a concept of playing together. Mm-hmm. And, and, and players like Maledon that knows how to play the, the game uh, can thrive. If you relegate Maledon to, well, just be there and be ready for shooting. And if you don't shoot well, then I'll, I'll, it's not good and you will yeah. not be on the court. I don't know. I mean, the fact that Teo is able to show other stuff like passing, like uh, like hitting a floater, doing stuff with the ball, because it's in the, in the scheme of, mm-hmm. um, like of every play for OKC. Now, I wanted to ask you something uh, about Shea. Uh, sorry for going back to him a bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that OKC plays a little bit different when he's on the court. I don't see as much movements um, as when basically he is uh, either on the bench or or he doesn't uh, play. Uh, the lineup that featured Horford, Diallo, Maledon, Dort, uh, and Baisley um, moved a lot more. I think that in some sense, when Shea is there, uh, they, the other players kind of wait for him to do something instead of playing in motion. And I wonder if this is good or not. I, I think it's not very good. And I wonder if the team can play kind of with the same style, even if Shea is there. 
and yeah. just allow him to to be the player who finishes the play, but maybe the one one that gives the ball up early and then gets it back and and do damage uh, later in the possession. I mean, I think that they're trying to let Shafe spread his wings in those moments, mm-hmm. and yeah. I. I like that because I want to see what he can do. I want to see what he's capable of because if he is going to be a number one or number two scorer on a team, uh, you have to give him the chances to do that and to grow. I mean, you can't be like, Hey, Shay, you see what Kenrich is doing? I need you to do that. You know, (laughs) I I didn't meant that. I meant a little bit more of movement. Like you, you can get back the ball. Uh, sure. later in the possession like you can initiate uh, from a like you, you do a pick and roll then you pass the ball you relocate and then you maybe get the ball against a weaker defender and 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 run a secondary action and like stuff like that yeah yeah i i think it's hard to get guys that are as good as shay and as good as some of the guys that the thunder have had to do stuff like that i think that's a difficult task yeah but like the the best play that the Warriors run uh, since I think 2015 uh, yeah. is an initial screen and roll uh, on the uh, from the top of the key, uh, Curry Curry and Green of course, um, and basically Curry sprints to the corner, make a screen on the way just to free up someone who is a decoy for him. Then he runs to the corner and boom, he's wide open. Yeah, this is Curry making the entire play, even if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Yeah, this is why I think uh, that making plays, even if you don't have the ball in your hand, is something that I really want Shea to do. Mm-hmm. Because the three-point shooting, which is something that we we need to discuss from Shea for Shea, is improving a ton. Mm-hmm. He's shooting very well from three, and mm-hmm. so if he's able to be better off the ball i think he has a complete package because he he knows to do he knows how to do basically everything yeah i, I want him to move. i don't disagree i don't disagree steph curry is the tim duncan of our of our era though like Maybe. that's what that's what he is he'll yeah. do any he'll do anything he can do yeah. anything he can, he can do anything and will do anything uh there are I think there's one guy in the league wired like that, and I think it's Curry. I think that's it. I think the list ends at him. Yeah, but it's not a reason for like uh, getting away our hopes that Shea can be a guy like that. I would love that. I would love it, yeah. love it. I just, I don't know. I I still think that he loves to cook, and he wants to, to roast people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't want to take him to, to take anything away from that. Like mm-hmm. it's uh, it's good that he can cook and can take guys off the dribble. Mm-hmm. I just want it's him just, to do. You have to be so so special in order to do the relocation stuff and still remain a star. Like you have to be so so special. The guys yeah. that the guys that get paid, the guys that get the shoe deals, the guys that are on TV, the guys that do all of that. Are the guys who cook, <laughs> and they you know it's with the I ball, understand. and it and I, he and Shay wa- Shay wants that stuff, man. I know, and it's and it's exciting that he wants it, but he man he wants it bad, and that's it's a great thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. that he does because yeah. I think it will lead to him becoming some kind of star 
Yeah. Um, but he he wants it more than I thought he did, to be honest, because heading into this year, I think a lot of it was, oh, yeah, Shea will be anything you want him to be. He'll go wherever you want him to go. He'll play whatever position you want him to. And the more I watch him this year, the more I'm like, he's just an on-ball point guard. <laughs> like that's, yeah. what he, that's what he is. Yeah, that's why I, I think that it's really important for him to, to, to improve on the off-ball stuff because he has other players that can do stuff with the ball in, in their hands. And it's like in the last five minutes of the game, the ball is his and everyone knows it. And I'm completely fine. Uh, I just wonder if to start the game, he could be, because I th- he's a, he's a big dude. He can, he can set screens uh, for others. He, like OKC is playing so well. Uh, and I want him to be a little bit more integrated in the, let's just move around and find the best shot. I know that you can get it. Mm-hmm. I know. I know that Shea can get any shot he wants, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, not there yet. But uh, I'm, I'm, of course, hijacking the, the point of the, of the episode. So let's, let's go back no, on the I list. think it's good stuff. I mean, because the, the, the truth is that Shea Gilgis-Alexander is in Tier 1 of our young people mm-hmm. tiers. And he is likely the only one that really, really matters when it yeah. comes to the next decade of Thunder basketball. Like Lou Dort is also there, but in matters, but to a much lesser degree. Uh, the Thunder can expedite their rebuild because of Shea, and yeah. some because of Dort. But then the then the list is over. The list is over. Yeah, these other guys can fill gaps. Hami can fill gaps off the bench. I believe that he can mm-hmm. now. Tam mm-hmm. Maladon can fill gaps off the bench. Uh, and and maybe even the list ends there. I mean, Darius Basley has the potential to be that kind of guy too. Uh, but the truth is, like it's okay. To, it's okay that we gave a lot of time to Shea because he's he's the one. He's the yeah. guy that matters. No, no, I understand. And and and, and really, uh, the on-ball stuff uh, are things that really matter. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you are able to beat your man and uh, and do stuff with the ball. Curry is, is able to do that. Curry is just launching from yeah. wherever. Yep. <laughs> so it's not that I don't want Shea to be the guy. I really want him to do that. Uh, yeah. There was a game when he when he ta- when he took like eight shots and I was so mad that he that, that he did that because there's there this shouldn't be such a thing. Um, it's the you know you know what I mean. Um, let's talk a bit about Baisley because I yeah. think that if you look at the percentage and both from three and from two and from the line, you could be disappointed. Sure. Uh, because, I mean, I thought after the bubble that he could be a 35-plus percent three-point shooter, mm-hmm. which is not the case. Um, but I do think that on good trees, he has a good percentage. Now, uh, maybe while you talk, I'll just try to see um, what is his percentage on open trees and stuff like that. Because I think that part of the reason why Baisley is struggling so much is the shot selection sure. and the fact that he wants to do stuff like that. And, and there is no one who is stopping him for good reasons. I really think that Baisley is still molding himself into the player that he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know yet uh, what he does best because sometimes he can get to a pull-up and he looks perfect. Sometimes yeah. he gets to uh, his... Um, uh, I don't know, layups uh, or uh, dribble penetration with a pass or dunk or Eurostep. And and sometimes the same thing 
looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, I attribute that to one, he's changing his body. B is adjusting to being a starter and playing against starters and not against benches, which is extremely important. Yeah. There's a reason why like players like Lou Williams likes to come off the bench. Mm -hmm. And when they are in moments against starters, when the game matters, they are not the same. So I really wonder if we basically, we are basically witnessing the fact that he's changing and he's adjusting on the fly trying to do the same stuff that makes him special. Yeah, I think, yeah. He, I, the thing I love about Bayes most through this whole stretch, and obviously like the shooting splits are kind of scary, 39, 29, uh, 76. It's like, oh, ugh. Uh, yeah. He remains pretty confident through through that and is still taking shots and is still taking threes which i say keep doing it it doesn't matter what you shoot this year it just doesn't and i've felt that way about him about lou about a lot of guys uh nathan anderson brings up his dunking which has been something that has increased over the last uh a couple weeks which Mm -hmm. i think is really important because finishing around the rim was like his Last year, he was like, oh, man, what a great three-point shooter if he could just finish around the rim. And now it's kind of like, oh, he's not finishing anything. But I do think it's because, yeah, he has 20 dunks this year. That's more than anybody on the team. That's more than Hami, which is something. (laughs) Like, that's something, that he has 20 dunks. Uh, That's great. He's got to just keep adding to his game. If he shoots a crappy percentage this year, who cares? He's still shooting with confidence. He's still taking the shots. That's what matters to me. And he will adjust. I think he's got a good enough... I think we've seen that he's got a good enough shot. Maybe he's not anything better than an average three-point shooter. But an average three-point shooter that can rebound like him, that can guard a lot of different players like him, who is... He's continuing to get stronger, and he's going to be a... He can be a versatile defender. Dude, let it fly. Yeah. I just hope that he never becomes what eventually happened to Tabo and then what happened to Dre. I don't want this for any of these guys, even Hamadou Diallo, which it feels like it's impossible for that to happen to. I don't want that it to happen to them where they get scared to shoot it. And, no, that, and so I don't, I don't see that in any of these guys. And I think it's, I think it might be the most important thing for all of them uh, this season. I think it might be the most important thing is that they just, do not lose confidence. Uh, yeah, and, and, and while you were talking, I just checked uh, the, the percentage on uh, wide open trees uh, compared to all the other trees, and he is thirty four, almost thirty four percent when he's wide open, and but he shots a good amount when he's not open, and and I think that you, it will come with time uh, because the the shooting motion is not bad. It's funky, yes. It's kind of. Um, it's kind of low, but you can improve it, especially when you have touch. Anything that basically has touch. So uh, I don't know where to rank basically. I still uh, put him maybe in the same tier or close to Ludort. I- I'm not ready to say that he is in a different tier. Maybe a little bit l- below, just because Lou's production and Hami's production are, are way better. So maybe yeah. he and Hami are in a tier uh, of their own uh, with Teo Malidon like close 
but but not in the same tier just because mm-hmm. one way or, or 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 another athleticism is so important and unless you are tony parker or uh guys like that um athleticism is still very very important yeah yeah and i think i think putting him and hami in the same tier makes a ton of sense i think the mm-hmm. the way that Hamadou Diallo, and we've talked a lot about this over the last few weeks because he's been great. Uh, he's mm-hmm. really played well. And even um, in moments where he hasn't shot the ball well, he's continuing to contribute in other ways, which I think matters greatly. Um, so I've been impressed with him. I've been impressed with his decision-making, his passing, his ability to rebound and push. and just He just puts pressure on the defense with athleticism which I think matters. Um, yeah. And, and Hami, and the reason I, it, here's what it is, is that Darius Baisley was clearly in a, in a higher tier than Hami last year. Mm-hmm. And Hami just got better. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what happened here. I mean, I just, I don't think there's any denying that. And Bays has taken a step back and it's, and the Thunder have said this many, many times. Coach Degnall has said this. Other people within the Thunder have said this, that he's taking a step back to learn a lot more. Because if, if they just said, hey, Bays, you are going to be what you were last year, just a little bit more, then I think he would, then I think that there's a chance that we could say, oh, yeah, Baisley's way, way better. But they want to give him more responsibility. They want him to grow into a much better player, and they want him to reach his potential and give him a chance to reach his potential. And that's why he's taking a step back. And I think that the Hami and Baisley tier being in the same tier today could look stupid next year because Baisley could take that a leap that Hami can't. I think that he's he has the shooting tier that Hami can't get to. Mm-hmm. I think that he has that ability to be there. Hami, I don't think we'll get there. Maybe Hami gets a reliable corner three at some point. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it goes beyond that. I'd be surprised if it went beyond that, I'll say. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the reason there's a, um, a couple of questions in, um, in the chat, uh, which is very good. I mean, uh, I really think that explaining why Hami and Baze today may be in the same tier. Now, I have basically uh, a little bit higher, uh, but I'm fine putting them in the same kind of uh, level because you need to take into account ceiling, yes, but you also need to take into account real production. And Hami has been productive. Mm-hmm. And, and you need to take that into account. It would be wrong not to take that into account. Yeah. And to just say, well, Baisley has... I know that a guy like Baze has the potential to be way better than Hami. If Baisley realizes his full potential, then it's totally in a different, in a, in a different year. He may be an all-star if Baisley real, uh, reaches his full potential. Mm-hmm. Hami, I don't see that. Hami's but, close but to I, reaching his full potential now, honestly. Exactly. He's a second-round pick. He's a guy that, when he came out of exactly. Kentucky, it was like, wow, cool athlete was like the thought, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Can he be? No, and he was a five-star uh, recruiter because of his like crazy athleticism. But sure. the point is, you need to take, uh, to take into account the fact that Hami is productive. And he's shooting well. Now, maybe as over the last five games, he's not all that great in terms of percentage. But still, he's able to create, to be uh, an okay defender. He has been way better on defense. And, and we need not to take that as a, as a guarantee. Yeah, he's athletic. Then he should be a good, a good defender. No, he's making good decision. And this needs to be um, 
part of our of our analysis. Otherwise, we just like we just uh, are like just watching the stars and say, well, those are high. Yes, but you really need to do, to to have also something in your hands. And basically, up to now, has been extremely inconsistent, and its percentage are just super shaky. Yeah. Uh, Alexei Bokashevsky is number five on his list. I would I would put Teo above him, uh, yeah. just because Teo is more of a sure thing, mm-hmm. and Poku has a ways to go. And it doesn't mean that he'll always be there. I mean, Poku could easily be number two on this list in four years if, if oh yeah this, if these were the only players that are on it. I expect there to be other players that are on this, and him to and like Shea to not be number one uh, moving forward. That's my expectation. Um, but for now, I would say like Poku has this the ceiling of the number two guy on this list, and he has the floor of the number ten guy on this list. Yeah, uh, and the fact that in four years he will be in this list because he will be twenty five and younger. Yeah. Whereas, uh, and and Basley <laughs> will yeah. be here as well. He'll be here. Uh, so, yep. It, it, that is crazy. That is the wild. fact that Base uh, is. 21 this it will be 21 this year yeah he'll be 21 this year yeah maladin is uh probably the same age as pokushevsky uh, a couple of months younger if i'm not mistaken so they have five full years on the on this ranking like a player in five years changes dramatically so Mm -hmm. like it's yeah but back to back to poku a bit um he, he can be in a tier on his own where he just does stuff. Um, mm-hmm. He can do stuff that very few seven-footers uh, can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also extremely wild. And I think that next summer, if I have to bet, I think he will meet the trainer that will say to him, this, no. This, yes. That, no. Absolutely not. And <laughs> And then... Whenever you do A, B, C, and D in a proper way, we look for E and then F and then all the things that you like to do because I think that it needs to be step by step with him. Yeah, uh, it's it's like Lou Dort. Now he's hitting catch and shoot trees. Once, like once in one or two game, he tries to take a pull up. This is a good way. You know that you need to drive. You know that you need to to shoot catch and shoot trees. That is the goal. Mm-hmm. Try to to mix and match a little bit. Yeah, and this is what Pokushevsky needs to do. Yeah, try the simple pass. Try the catch and shoot three. Maybe you can put the ball in on the floor and take a pull up. Period. These are the things that you need to do. Yeah. The rest, let's let's save it for later. Yeah. It's a season of discovery, man, and he's a huge yeah. part of that. I think the Thunder are in this. Uh, and the Thunder always like to say that they're curious, and they like to uh, hire people that are curious. But I think that they are genuinely curious about a lot of the guys on this roster. I think Poku might be at the top of the list. Oh, yeah. Uh, Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, pick one of the three. Ty Jerome, Justin Jackson, Isaiah Roby. Pick one. To do what? To be on the team next year. Pick one. Oh, I th- I, I'm I'm sure that Roby will be on the team next year. I'm just saying, um, if, if you got to choose, if they said, McKellie, we trust your opinion, and we're only going to pick one of these guys to come back. We're going to either... Oh, I think that Roby is the choice. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I really think that there is uh, a stratosphere where Roby becomes uh, a player that plays an hybrid role um, alongside either Baisley or Pokushevsky, whatever he's able to understand offense a little bit better mm-hmm. and and it's it's it sounds uh disrespectful to say that but it's just i just want to stress the fact that playing in the nba is extremely hard and 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 you need to be very 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 um good in order to play in a in a motion system like the one that OKC is trying to implement. You need to have a, a super high IQ and most of all you need to be able to you need to have the reps, and, and Roby is getting better at that. Uh, I think that with with that touch and with the ability to be a pick hole diver, yeah, um, I think he has a shot to be a player. Now, uh, I said it on After Arc. I think um, if he doesn't want to play in the NBA and wants to go to Europe, he can make money, like real money. Yeah. Because at six eight, you play the center. Uh, you, you you do pick and roll, pick and pop, and every team in the in the Euro League will likely have a guy like that uh, as as their starting center. But in the league, uh, I think that with the proper um, mate in terms of front court, he can do uh, he can do stuff. And yeah. I know that Justin Jackson had a few good games. Uh, I don't know about Ty Jerome. The injury like history scares me. So. If I have to choose, I think that Robbie deserves another year. And he, he clearly improved and he clearly cares. And um, he seems uh, a good guy. And so why yeah. not keeping this vibe? Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, I think Ty Jerome and Isaiah Roby will be on the team next year, by the way. Mm-hmm. They both have guaranteed deals unless they're traded, unless like somehow the the money, like the, the small amount of money that either one of them makes would help them with the deal. Ty Jerome more significant. Uh, yeah. Okay. Pick one for I'm going to the Thunder should put a ton of development into one of these guys. Josh Hall, Fit Kretschy, Moses Brown. This is tough um, because I, I don't have an educated guess on any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like w- what 
type of player do you like? <laughs> you know, a six eight guys that can guy that can do it all. Yeah, that's so bit right. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but I don't see. I don't know how it looks. Uh, I, I watched <laughs> half could, a game. How could of we know? Him right with the with his national team, uh, Moses Brown. Um, I don't know. Um, I need to. I probably watch i'll probably watch someday uh maybe in the summer where we don't have anything to do mm -hmm. um the g league performance of of brown yeah because i want to see if um how he moves his feet like against nba talent not so well um because this is this is crucial and uh he needs to be able to do act as a rim protector effectively against NBA talent. Yeah. Josh Hall, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen the, the flash from him during the small amount of minutes that he's had where I've thought, okay. And, then, and it's almost like, okay, then I will choose the guy that I've never seen on an NBA court ever Exactly. <laughs> if I have, like, the other two, I mean, maybe Hall, we are judging him a little bit too harshly because we really don't know. Um, yeah. there's, and, a, there's not a lot to be seen from him so far. And he's super young. He's very yeah. athletic. He's got some pedigree, um, you know, four or five-star recruit. So he's got, a, there's some stuff there where you're like, okay, let's give it a whirl. And he's a wing, uh, but I still lean the guy that was drafted uh, and the guy that um, the Thunder think enough of him to say, hey, we would rather rehab you ourselves and make sure yeah. that this goes well and keep you here. Have you learned a little bit about the city? And I think it's obvious. It's it's brilliant, in my opinion, because I do mm -hmm. think that part of uh, Poku's struggles have been just like culture shock. Yeah. And if you bring Vit over here, he's going to learn the city. He's going to learn the people. He's going to learn the organization. He's going to rehab. And then when it comes time for summer league next year, he's going to be ready. He's going to be ready yeah. to play. And, and if everything goes well, he can be um, not at the same level because he like saying that he will be uh, like Gallinari is, is offensive to Gallo yeah. uh, or to Batum, guys like that. But sure. I think that they envision him um as a player like that sure um to, to which degree we don't know uh yeah. if you're yeah, a 6'8 no can do it all uh those are the players that i have in mind um mm -hmm. maybe he will be like way worse than them and not worthy of an of an nba spot and you can be back to europe and playing um like that but but i think that they had that kind of player in mind yeah yeah I think that's good. Uh, okay. Thanks so much for uh, listening to our show and for following on the stream. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And uh, we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.